Fear is something we all have to deal with from time to time. In today's episode, I'm going to talk to you about fear and give you five useful and real strategies that you can use to make sure that you're in control of fear rather than it controlling you. Becoming the best version of you requires you to show up every day and is the best decision you will ever make. Sea Change is the podcast that shares the simple steps to creating your ideal life. Wherever you are, whatever your age, whoever you thought you were, in this Sea Change, C stands for coach. I'm Coach Mel. It's time to start showing up. So today I want to talk about fear. Fear is something that we all have to deal with from time to time in our lives, some more than others. Fear can be big, it can be small, but it can be completely paralyzing if you don't control it. Someone said to me recently, you've got to get in the driver's seat with fear and make sure that you're the one in control rather than it controlling you. And that's what I want to talk to you about today because fear is always going to come up. It's how you handle it and how you manage it that makes the difference between whether you're in control or whether fear's in control. Before we talk about uh, fear strategies and, and ways of handling fear, I wanted to give you an example of how fear gripped me in my life and what I did to get over it. So my marriage broke up and so I became a single mother and I had three children to support at a time when uh, there was an economic downturn and so there wasn't a lot of money coming in and it was a pretty scary prospect uh, to think about starting again. And a friend of mine works for a, a women's super fund and I went to a presentation that they made on, you know, women and managing their financial future. And one of the things they talked about in that is that the greatest increasing uh, demographic of homeless people is women over 55. And that basically terrified me because I was almost 50. I was a single mother. I wasn't sure where my next dollar was coming from. And I looked at that statistic and I thought, wow, that, that could be me. That, that's my future. I'm going to end up living out of my car. And it, I spiralled. I, it terrified me. I look back on it now and I think, really, that caused you to spiral? And, and that's the thing that's interesting about fear is it's not always rational. And the things that can really terrify you and really make you spiral aren't necessarily the, the things that you would expect. But as I said, I was spiralling. I was a mess. And so I rang my coach in tears and said, I don't know what to do. I'm going to be homeless. I'm going to, you know, fail my children. I'll be living out of my car. I'm going to starve. I was catastrophizing. And we've all been there. And it was terrifying. I didn't know what to do. And he said to me, okay, well, let's, let's have a look at it. And he said, have, can you think of someone in your life that you could call who you could say to them, hey, can I come and sleep on your couch for six weeks? Um, can I use your internet? Can I eat your food? Can I, you know, use your bathroom? 
can I basically live off you for six weeks? And I said, yep, I reckon there's somebody I could call that I could say that to. And he said, okay, so let's make a list. Let's see if we can come up with 10 people that you could have that conversation with. And so we wrote a list and I came up with 10 people that I thought I could have that conversation with to say, hey, you know, can I come over for six weeks? And then my coach told me that he had actually done that at one point in his life when he was really, truly facing homelessness. And he said the interesting thing about having that conversation with people is not only did they, without hesitation, say, yeah, sure, when are you coming? But they also said, sounds like fun. Can you come quickly? And so what he ended up with was a list of 10 people that he could go to for six weeks, which basically gave him 14 months of no rent, no food bills, no internet bills. And he said to me, okay, so if you were to do that, do you reckon in that 14 months you could build a business in order to make an income so you could pay your rent and all that kind of thing? Yeah, sure, you know, 14, 14 months is plenty long enough to build a business. And he said, so what are you worried about? Because he said, when I rang my friends and I actually asked them that question, they were so excited about the prospect because they thought it would be a whole lot of fun having someone over to stay for six weeks. And so essentially it would be like a party. So he said, instead of thinking of being homeless, he said, what I realised is I was embarking on a 14-month-long party. And it was amazing when I had that conversation with him because it was like flicking a switch. And while I can now remember the terror that I felt when I started that conversation with him, it just doesn't feel real to me anymore. It's like it's just gone. It doesn't scare me anymore. Like, it's like, and I've talked about this before, it's like fear is the monster that lives under your bed. And when you look at it, it disappears. And that's what happened. I looked at this problem rationally and came up with a solution that was workable and suddenly the fear was gone. It just didn't affect me anymore. And I realised that fear is like that for all of us. It's we're afraid of something that we think might happen. So we're afraid of the future. We're not necessarily afraid of the moment that we're in right now. And so one of the ways of, I guess, overcoming fear is to stay present and to think, well, okay, what's happening today? What's happening now? Am I okay? Am I safe? And then basically moving day to day forward because it's often our fear of what might happen that paralyzes us, not the fear of what is actually happening. And that's really important to understand because whenever we start catastrophizing, it's generally because we're making up a story that we're telling ourselves about what's going to happen. And there's no evidence to suggest that any of the things in our catastrophe are actually going to happen. Now, that doesn't mean that controlling fear is an easy thing. It can be very difficult. But I'm going to give you five strategies 
that are basically, uh, you know, it's like a choose your own adventure style solution to fear because different fears require different strategies and not every fear can be controlled in the same way. And so if you've got this kit bag, if you like, of fear strategies, then you can choose which one that you use depending on what it is that you're catastrophizing about today. And fear still comes up for me. It's something that you just learn to deal with. And when you've got these strategies, then you can manage that fear on a daily basis and it no longer controls you. So the first strategy is is probably a really good long-term strategy that you can use. And this is one that I use for the fears that, I guess for want of a better term, they're recurring fears. So it's, you know, that old chestnut that comes up over and over again. It's the thing that you constantly battle. And the strategy that I use to deal with those types of fears is that you actually give your fear a name and you create a character around that fear. So I've had clients in the past, you know, they might call their fear Doris or Freddie or Josie or whatever it is you call your fear and you trash talk it basically. So essentially, whenever that fear comes up, it's like, no, Doris, we're not doing that today. Just get back in your box because I'm not in the mood for you today. Go away, Frankie. Stop bothering me. And you're literally telling your fear to go away. And when you create a persona around it, you are able to control it. Like you just tell it to go away and you give it a, a character and a name and you a picture in your head of, of what it looks like and you can banish it and it no longer becomes the big scary monster. It's just this character called Doris that you can just go, no, we're not doing that, Doris. Just go away. I'll talk to you later sort of thing. And so that's the first strategy for dealing with fear. So just tell Doris to get back in her box. The second strategy is about following through on whatever the story is that you're telling yourself. And this is the strategy that I used uh, with my coach when I thought I was going to become homeless. So essentially you follow through whatever it is you're afraid of to its logical conclusion. So when I said to him, I'm going to be homeless, I'll be living in my car, my children will starve, it's going to be a complete disaster. And my coach basically said to me, well, okay, let's follow that through to its logical conclusion. So, okay, if you can't afford rent and you get evicted, what's going to happen then? And I went, I'll be homeless, I'll be in my car, I won't be able to buy food. And he's like, okay, that's one possibility. What else could you do? Is there someone you could call and say, can I come and sleep on your couch for six weeks? And I went, well, yeah, I guess there is someone I could call. And so then he said, okay, so then what will you do? So when that six weeks is up, what are you going to do then? And so we went through a process where we logically workshopped through all the things that I could do to manage that situation. So instead of allowing the fear to spiral me out of control, I took control and went, okay, how do I solve this problem? What do I do? So it's like I attacked the fear with practicality. The fear was the monster trying to control me and I stood in front of the fear and went, no, this is my strategy. This is what I'm going to do instead. And my strategy was quite logical 
and practical. And because of that, I was able to manage uh, what I was experiencing and, and come up with a solution. And so that worked really well for me. And as I said, the fear literally disappeared and and I just don't feel it anymore. Uh, it's it's just not there. It's it's gone. And it's as I said, it's not like I've forgotten it. I can still remember how that felt, but it doesn't feel that way anymore. And that's a really empowering feeling. Now, the third strategy I want to talk to you about is when somebody's describing a fear to you and they're catastrophizing and spiraling, the thing you need to ask them is, is this true? Is this really going to happen? Is what I'm imagining actually true? Because one of the things that we do when we catastrophize is we make the monster bigger and bigger and bigger. So, you know, going back to my fear example, I went from I'm a single mother to I'll be living out of my car, my children will starve, no one will like me, all these things that were going to happen. And when you look at it and you go, well, is that really true? Well, no, the chances of me ending up living out of my car are actually pretty small. Sure, I could get to a point where I couldn't pay my rent and I might get evicted, but there's a whole lot of things that need to happen before I go from that situation to living out of my car and my children starving. It was a catastrophe. It wasn't reality. And so sometimes when you just, it's like you're you're floating off into space with this balloon of fear that you're hanging on to and you just need someone to grab you by the ankle and drag you back down to earth and go, is that really going to happen? And nine times out of ten, the answer is no. And sometimes just by looking at it logically and going, well, yeah, no, actually that's what I'm, the story I'm telling myself isn't actually true. And once you understand that the story you're telling yourself isn't actually true, again, the fear just disappears. Now, that doesn't mean you don't then need to put some practical strategies in place to make sure that you're managing the situation that you're afraid of, but the fear is no longer controlling you. The fourth strategy I want to talk to you about is connecting to yourself. So I talked earlier about how we're generally afraid of the future. So we're afraid of things that might happen in the future. We're very rarely afraid of something that's happening in this moment. And while ever you're in the moment, so while ever you're present, then fear isn't there. Fear is in the future. So if you connect to the peace, love and joy emotions in your present, then that keeps the fear at bay. And so the more often you can do that, the better you become at managing fear. Now, they've figured out that it's physiologically impossible to feel fear and gratitude at the same time. So if you're staying in the present moment and creating a gratitude practice, while ever you're doing that, fear can't live there. So if you start and end your day with a gratitude practice, which I've talked about in another podcast episode, so every morning start your day with gratitude and every night the last thing you do before you go to sleep 
is think about gratitude and three things that you're grateful for, 10 things that you're grateful for. The number isn't important. What's important is that you start and end your day with gratitude. So you keep yourself in the present moment and you keep yourself feeling that feeling of gratitude because while ever gratitude's there, fear can't also be there. So the more time you spend focusing on gratitude, the less space there is for fear to move in. The last strategy is one that I alluded to at the beginning of the episode, and that's basically where you travel with fear. You understand that there are certain fears that will always be with you, but the trick is for you to get in the driver's seat. So you put fear in the passenger seat. So rather than letting fear steer you and tell you where to go, you're going, okay, fear's here. I get that, but I'm in control. I'm in the driver's seat and I'm telling fear where we're going on this journey. So what I'm talking about here is uh, there was a book a few years ago written called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. And there's a concept that I've heard recently, which is called Do It Afraid. So essentially what they're saying is it's okay to be scared. We're all scared at some point or another in our lives. It's when you let the fear stop you from moving forward that fear becomes a problem. So you talk to people about public speaking is one of the most common fears there is. And in fact, they say that at a funeral, most people would rather be in the box than giving the eulogy. That's how strong the fear of public speaking is for most people. So it's about feeling the fear and acknowledging that, yeah, okay, I might be afraid to speak in public, but it's not going to stop me doing it. So you're getting in the driver's seat. You're acknowledging the fear. Yep, fear's here. I'm afraid, but I'm still going to do it. I'm going to do it afraid. And that gives you enormous power. And so you're in control. Fear no longer controls you. It just becomes almost like a companion. It's like the annoying little brother in the back seat. It's there. You know it's there. You don't really like it very much, but it's not going to change your behaviour. It's not going to stop you moving forward. So that's a great strategy for managing the types of fears that affect you on a long-term basis, like the fear of public speaking or the fear of flying or the fear of heights and things like that. You simply put that fear in the passenger seat and you take control. So that's five strategies that really are applicable to pretty much any fear that's going to come up for you. And it's simply a case of you choosing which strategy you use for which fear it is that you're dealing with. And sometimes you'll use multiple strategies on one fear if it's if it's particularly powerful. And that's, that's fine too. Again, it's try it on, see if it works, discard what doesn't resonate with you and use it as a way to move forward. So what I've created for you is a fear strategy workbook for you. So you can go to the CoachMel website and you can download that fear strategy workbook. And essentially what it does is it lists the five different fear strategies and some ideas on how you might apply those strategies 
to a fear in your life so that you can download this workbook. It's completely free. And then you can work through whatever the fear is that you're dealing with and make some notes and and develop a strategy as to how you're going to manage that fear. And so that's my gift to you. So please go to the coachmel.com.au and you can download that fear strategy workbook. As I said, it's completely free and it should help you to be able to manage your fear. So thanks so much for listening. I'll see you next time. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. Please rate my podcast, Five is Good, and head over to my Facebook page and leave me a comment to let me know what you think. And you can check out my website at coachmel.com.au. And until next time, show up and be your best self.